Mother, Father, God, the I am that we are. We're grateful and thankful for this opportunity to join together, to lift our vibration, mm -hmm. to share, to express our willingness of wanting to unravel, to ascend, to move closer to our true divine self. We call upon our higher Holy Spirit self to help us in this regard, any of the saints, ascended masters, any of the company of heaven that are assigned to this task, we call upon their full support in this effort. For this we're grateful, and so it is. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Thank you. Welcome. We you put your prayer poured in some people. <clears throat> hey, Lana. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hi. <clears throat> Howdy. <clears throat> I was thinking that you'd be here because <clears throat> we have it at a different time, right? Great. Thank you. Wow. Yes, Anyone? I'm in church on uh, Wednesday nights. Yeah. Oh, where's my phone too? Does anybody have a share to start out with? They bring to the light? Well, I'll just share something. Um, I've just really been working, um, I think, as a couple of you others have been, on my business expanding and my business exploding. And and uh, for the last few months, I, my chant is generally, it's so easy to make money at this business. It's so easy to make money at this business. And um, I just booked an actor on a TV show, and it's doubled my weekly income. It's so easy to make money with this business. It's just so easy. I mean, could it be any easier? Oh my gosh. <laughs> experience what I desire before I physically attain it, the more I'm manifesting the things that I desire. Was that a sentence? Did that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Hearing me, I don't make sense. <laughs> well, I like it. Can you repeat it? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> we'll have to listen to the record. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the more I experience what I don't have yet, the more I go ahead and experience it physically, emotionally. I mean, not physically because I don't mm -hmm. have it, but the more I experience it, you know, emotionally and feeling tone and, and uh, just getting excited and being giddy like a little girl about the great miracle that's happening in my life right now, the more I experience that, then the more I actually see it and actually attain it. I have to experience the attainment of it before I have the physical attainment of it. That's what it is. I have to experience the joy of it without the physical attainment of it. And when I do that, then easily and gracefully, the physical attainment follows. There, that made sense to me. Okay. 
requests with emotion with, with emotions that's that's the key it's, it's, it's the emotion which it can be you can get a several of ways visualization feeling mirror work um that uh, that seems to be the supercharger of the of the law of attraction shall we say what is mirror work i just i i for me it's actually looking in the mirror ah. and, and saying and watching myself and uh and and believing what i'm saying exactly right try sometimes very unique experience uh, at least at least for me when i first tried it it was like this is kind of odd um but it really it created an emotional effect and you know i can i can say it out there in space uh even think it but when i would actually say it uh and say it different ways uh, looking at myself in the mirror then i could experience more of the emotion lives but that was just that's just me no i love that i want to encourage that exercise to my teens thank you hey listen ron i have a question for you around this um because my understanding is the the important part also is to release the outcome mm. and and that's how how do you go about uh being being in the emotion of what you're wanting and releasing the outcome well for me it's kind of like planning my own surprise party i don't know exactly what the outcome's going to be and i'm already uh, feeling surprised and excited i just know that it's it's uh it's good cuz god is only good so i just know that it's good like as an example we set our um intentions and mine was to sell a package to netflix which i haven't done my intention was not to book an actor on a series regular which achieved the same accomplishment Now I still have this goal of selling this package to Netflix, but in the same amount of time that I wanted to, you know, uplevel my business, that happened. So it's like this is something better, God. I'm happy for the surprise. And here's my intention. You still have to fuel it with some sort of intention and then yeah, go this is something better cuz God knows. How about you, Ron, or anybody else? Anyone else? How do you deal yeah, with that? Yeah, Diane, you know, I have uh, two different thoughts on that. One is uh, I don't, at least for myself, particularly believe that you have to let go of the outcome. Because uh, I've seen this manifest with people who don't. I mean, before I actually got into spiritual work, I used to do a lot of this through some other groups. Uh, and uh, um, so th- there was manifesting taking place uh, without, I mean, and there was a very specific outcome expected. Uh what I've learned since then is that can be a trap. Um in that careful what you wish for and how you wish for it because my higher holy spirit itself spirit knows the best way to deliver that to me. And if I'm not careful and I ask for it in a very specific way, the universe will still give it to me that way. but maybe that comes with some other baggage that uh, now I'm going to have to deal with uh so it's better not to uh not just release the the outcome and particularly how it, how it unfolds anyway that's for me um what I've learned for myself that's what i found too because at one point i did that with manifesting a relationship and i listed very specific things but i forgot to put non smoker 
and I forgot to say, or something better that's for my highest good. And so I ended up attracting a two-pack-a-day smoker <laughs> for a marriage, you know. So I tend to just put the qualities, and then I always say this or something better or this, or whatever's for my highest good, because that releases it to spirit for me. Even if it's my higher self, you know. I've been saying I'm willing, available, willing and available to be of service. Lately, I had three new clients in this last week. Wow. I, I, was going to do an intro. I'm going to, I have scheduled an introduction to healing touch thinking that was going to be the way, but haven't gotten a single call for that class. It just came out of the blue. So, you know, it's letting go of the how sometimes for me. I've got a different question. Just kind of shift gears. Uh, has anybody read uh, the autobiography of a yogi? Uh, by Yogananda, or familiar with uh, Kriya Yoga, K-R-I-Y-A. Okay. I've read some of the teachings of Yogananda um, Par Paramahansa, is that how you say it? I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> when I first moved to L.A., we went to a church here that was all about his teachings, but I actually never read that book and I don't know about the uh, yoga at all thank you do you do this yoga no I've just been um, I had actually gotten that book on um, uh, uh, via ebooks um, a year or two ago I just hadn't read it and then somebody in year two uh, somebody I'm not familiar with and I'll, and I'll, and I'll um, mentioned it uh, in one of the classes, I think a week and a half ago on Tuesday night. And it rang a bell, so I said, I think I've got that, and just haven't read it. So I started reading it. Um, it's extremely, I find, I find it com extremely compelling and interesting because uh, he talks about the Indian masters and even his guru and what they were able to do and basically transcend time and space and, and things that he physically observed and, and was able to uh, to experience, um, and a lot. And their one of their core ways of doing that was through kriya yoga. Uh, so just just curious. A lot of similarities to a course in miracles as far as it's an illusion, uh, right. but it explains it a little bit differently, uh, and very uh, uh, very interesting Eastern perspective that uh, I'm really enjoying. Can you elaborate on how it's different explanation for illusion? Uh, I'll try. I'll try. 
because I'm not really steeped in the uh, in the the, the Hindu uh, background. Um, I think they they call God creating this earth and us Maya M A Y A. Uh, at least the third dimensional aspect of it, uh, of, of heavy form, uh, and that you know actions have consequences. Uh, there's karma. Uh, that uh, there's it's always at uh, uh, at work, uh, and that it doesn't really go into why we uh, embodied the way that we did. Uh, but it's clear that that's not who we are, that we have kind of this, although it's not a dualistic teaching at all, that we experience, that we experience it in duality uh, through Maya because of our, uh, of our karmic side, the things we bring into us, bring with us, and the things that we experience here uh, naturally, and our goal is to transcend that. Uh, and that um, as a movie projector projects light uh, through, used to anyway, uh, <laughs> film uh, to produce a moving image in a way that we actually see it and experience it in a certain way on the screen, that the cosmos or God is basically doing the same with light and what we experience now, whether it's the seeing the moon or the sun or the actual planets and things that we consider to be physical or the person in front of us, whatever, that that's all, that's all just a light trick, just like light is through a movie projector through film. Um, and it's that we have the capability of transcending um, and actually controlling the elements of third dimension. It's not just transcending, but actually controlling them, controlling light and being the master of, of light because even Einstein and many other physicists will tell you that what we see as something physical is just light slowed down to a, a slow enough uh, speed, I guess, uh, to be able to uh, experience the way we do. Um, I don't know if that helped at all or not, but that's that was kind of my my sense of, mm. of saying. But really, these these yogis, Babaji, and some of these, particularly in the eighteen hundreds, because um, I guess uh, Yogananda was born around eighteen ninety two and then uh, transcended in about nineteen fifty one, and he actually brought yoga to the United to, to the United States. I don't think yoga had really ever been practiced, although I don't I'm, I don't really think that. Kriya yoga is exactly the same as the yoga that most of us uh, see or some of us may practice. Uh, and it's something you really almost have to be initiated into. Uh, I looked it up a little bit online and there are some centers that have carried it on. And uh, you go through several different training periods at kind of a lower level and then you can ask to be initiated in the actual practice itself. Um, and I don't understand it much, mm -hmm. much beyond that. Um, Thank you. Sure. But you know, it, 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 interesting, interestingly enough, Deb, it helped me better understand what Patricia Coderobles talks about and use of, of the violet flame and, 
in removing density karma mm-hmm. uh, because Yogananda talks a lot about that. That's that's one of our our roles and how we help the rest of the world uh, is through these practices and helping remove help helping your brother that you that, um, he, that he felt he was actually helping everyone transcend things of the past um, by the work that he was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that phrasing of the light and the vibration, what I call light, <clears throat> vibration, that, that light, yeah, and how it manifests into form. Yeah. It's solid with the lower vibration are walking through walls if it's high enough, you know. Right. That makes me I can, that's so much easier for me to assimilate as illusion compared to what I've seen in Course in Miracles. That's why I was asking. Yeah, it was actually a little more scientific explanation, which was, any, I mean, he, he, he wrote this in 1948. Right. Uh, so it was really, really kind of interesting how many of his observations were still very uh, pertinent as it relates to even today's science. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Ron, for um, for bringing that up. I uh, the the description you gave about the on the um, the screen. Um, I heard the exact exact same uh, description this morning. I was listening to um, a man named Rupert Spira, and uh, Lisa Natoli had him on her radio show last Friday. And uh, I think he, he has probably, um, he has a yoga background, definitely. And uh, so I've been watching him on YouTube. And he, the, the, uh, what I watched today was his description on perception. And he did a, a, a wonderful um, explanation just of that, of, of the, what we're, the illusion that we're seeing is just like watching a TV program, you know, it or a movie, and uh, I found it really helpful. And she's doing um, another radio show today. If you go onto her website, uh, it'll probably be posted later today. Uh, so there are two two uh, radio shows with him. Also, he's all over YouTube. But I have found uh, after listening, I don't know if anybody else listened to Lisa and Tori last Friday radio show, but um, I've been finding it really helpful to watch him on YouTube, and his explanations are identical to A Course in Miracles. It's, it's been really good. Thanks for sharing that. I really like Lisa. I haven't caught her last couple of shows. Uh, do you, what's the spelling of this gentleman's name? His first name is Rupert, and his last name is Spira, S-P-I-R-A. Okay, great. Thank you.
speaking of vibration and transmuting with violet flame and all of this, I've had a sense in the last few days that uh, I'm I'm having a healing opportunity with grief. And I feel like it's uh, ancestral patterns, even, not just mine. And uh, it's, so I would just like any suggestions because I am feeling really this. <laughs> Well, well, my heart goes out to you, my friend. Um, we've talked about this. Um, you know, the, the, the thing that comes to mind for me is just, and it's from Lisa Natoli, um, that she experienced something like this for about 10 months for, for a long period of time. Uh, and the one thing that she refused to do was to stop the practice. And she still affirmed the same things that she believed. And all of a sudden, one morning, one day, bam, it was all gone. And uh, she talks, she's talked about this on a number, uh, several of her shows. Uh, and she says, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't know why it works that way. She says, maybe there's a tipping point. You know, Patricia Fotorobos talks about tipping points. Um, uh, maybe there's something there. Um, and who knows how much... You know, maybe you're burning off some karma from uh, a thousand lifetimes, and maybe that's, that could be a heavy load. Don't don't know. Um, but that's what just struck me, what came to mind when you said that, is whatever it is, don't don't throw in the towel. Just keep, keep at it, and it will clear. Keep on keeping on. My experience with grief has been um, the more I try and ignore the fact that it's there, the stronger and more persistent it gets. So if I make the time to go into it and feel it as deeply as I possibly can, um, write about it, move with it, um, pray about it, you know, just some really concentrated time that, um, it's like I can see through the veil of the grief to where there, the other side is and, and know that I will get there and that helps me to keep going.
Yeah, Deb, I, I have been, I've been having experiences of very deep uh, grief where it just, it just overwhelms me. It, it just takes over. And I have found lately that uh, it just comes out of, it comes up suddenly. Like, I, I think that I, a lot of the time I think that I've worked through it. Um, but it will just, it will just suddenly come back. It doesn't even seem to be attached to anything. It doesn't seem to be triggered by anything. It's just suddenly it's there. And I find that if I just don't resist it at all, if I just surrender to it and don't, don't, don't question it, don't just completely drop my resistance and experience it fully without without identifying with it, without allowing it to become me. There's a point where I realize Okay, through through self inquiry, I ask I ask myself, who is experiencing this grief? And I try it's search, scan within uh, within my consciousness to see if I can find the person who is experiencing the grief. Because I, because I know that I, my, my high, my I am presence is not, is not experiencing grief. So if I, I search for the the person who is experiencing the grief, and and I find that that person does not exist. And uh, very often I will uh, go. I, I will find myself crying really. Uh, weeping, sobbing, um, and as I allow my as I allow myself to to experience this fully, suddenly, just suddenly, it will just dissipate. Suddenly, it's gone uh, without without. Without leaving any footsteps, without without leaving any footprints, it's, it's just gone. Uh, I don't know that that's about, but it, it's each time it happens, it uh, it seems each time it happens, it seems to be a little less. 
a little less real. I seem to be more aware of it being just a, a play that's, that's going on. It's just something that I'm experiencing from a, from a background point. It's something that's going on in front of my higher self. And this becomes a more, uh, I'm, the, the knowingness of, of, of it being illusion becomes a more constant and more present thing. It gets easier, even though the the even though the emotion, the experience of the of the of the of the grief becomes more intense each time. I am actually less identified with it. Do you think that's? I get that when you allow it, it gets easier because when I got the book, the four most important things to say, or I can't even remember, you know, I can't even remember how I got the book and I ended up starting to read it and I stayed up till 3.30 because it was finally getting me in touch with what I hadn't been in touch with, which was grief which started around my mom, but then it went everywhere. But as I just allowed the tears and was present to it and kept reading and crying and journaling and just by 3.30, besides the fact I had to get up and do stuff tomorrow, I felt freer than I had in a long time. But then the next level comes up, you know, and, and it is more intense, but maybe it, I just, I think I probably am resisting because I just think, oh, I'll just fall apart. And that's come up in a couple conversations with people. And how can you fall apart when you got clients to see and patients, you know, uh, you know, obligations, commitments, and... But maybe that's what I, I mean, you know, maybe I, that's the space I need to create. But you know, you won't, you won't fall apart. That's just, that's just a fear. That's just fear. That's, that's your ego threatening you. I feel like I'm doing that right now. I feel like I'm falling apart right now in front of all these people. <laughs> I felt like I was falling apart uh, yesterday. Every day, every day, at some point, I think, 
at least for the last, I, I don't know how long it's been. There has not been a day since, since my partner died that I have not felt at some point during the during that day that that I just could not go on, that it was too much that I couldn't hold together anymore. But it it passes. And it, each time I think it, if this comes back again, it's it, it will be the end of me. But it it gets easier. It, it gets it, it gets not easier, but it falls into its. proper perspective and you see it as being unreal. Because the joy and the love are the only things that are real. And the the grief is just It's an experience of the lack of love and joy, and it's just an idea. It's not real. It's just an idea. The love is real. The the lack of love is just an idea. And we don't have to believe it. It's only when we're believing it that it seems to be real. It's, it's our belief that it's our refusal to 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 accept the love and the joy and the the wholeness that is there always. It's our refusal to to allow that. Yeah, I can see that. I can see the difficulty with the refusal as a pattern, too. But I I can't discount that it's not real. I think that's part of the thing that keeps us stuck, keeps me stuck when I don't acknowledge what I'm feeling. Even if it is an illusion, if I if I don't acknowledge it, it's it's stuck. I've done that enough through overworking and you know working to not feel. I think that's what Lawrence is saying uh, that you're denying your feeling. Um, that that's that always tricky hard part of of trying to describe what's real and of God and what's not real, which is everything in this third dimension. Um, so I, I 
think I heard him say, the beautiful share, Lawrence, uh, is that you absolutely sit with it and you allow yourself to experience it, uh, but you have a perspective as it relates to what you're experiencing um, that, yes, your human form and emotion is, is, is responding this way at this particular moment, but it's part of that movie reel. It's part of, of the illusion, which you are respecting, uh, which you are in, but you know it's a movie. It's that perspective. Doesn't mean you're not crying. Doesn't mean you're trying to escape it. Uh, it's just, it's that, that belief, that truth, uh, what I tell myself when I'm experiencing something that is different than what I truly believe, um, I will absolutely say, I know this isn't true, but it's still real as my, in my current third dimension experience. But having that perspective that it's not true, it's not the truth, that little, that, that's, that's, it's, you know, it may sound small, but to me, that's it's, it's huge for me. Well, I know, I get that it's not the truth of who I am on an eternal perspective. I get that. Have you asked it what it's here to teach you? I, in the last couple of days, you know, because I've been saying to some clients, how can you grow from this, you know, which I've, you know, said before to myself and am now because, you know, and what's the purpose? You know, I mean, I do think I'm transmuting karmic stuff for myself and bigger. Or, you know, it's all one, so it doesn't matter, but, you know, however you say that, however you say that. <clears throat> I just like to get to the joy a little more. Thanks, Gavin Warren, for, um, for sharing so deeply. Um, and I just wanted to say I have recently had um, experience with grief. I did post that I lost my mom about two weeks ago. So my experience with grief is I'm only uh, experiencing it in small, small doses at the moment. Um, and what I wanted to share was that uh, one day I did sit down afterwards and I started to allow the feelings to come up. And I was sitting on a chair with um, armrests and I actually grabbed onto the armrest because I felt like I was on an airplane ready to take off. Like the feeling was just so strong and overwhelming. Um, 
but I felt it was important to allow myself to feel it with the spirit, Holy Spirit. And so I did, I just clung on to my chair because uh, I felt like I was going to take off. And it was that sensation of um, when you're on a runway and you're just, you're going so fast because you're good. You have to, to take off on the plane. And um, it was very, very frightening. I have to say, and I also have to say that it didn't completely take me down either. Like, it didn't take me out. Um, and I, I feel like it, uh, it's my faith and trust, trust in the Holy Spirit that I will not be given more than I can actually handle at this particular moment. Like, I don't think I'm through it. It's early days for me yet. But this one moment of intensity did show me that uh, it's not going to take me down. I am going to get through it. And for me, at this moment in time, I believe it is helping me to develop that trust in the Holy Spirit that, that it's going to be okay. I'm going to get through it. And I... I did have the image afterwards of, uh, of the takeoff, like when you take off on that plane and you lift up. I, I love that feeling when I'm flying and you, you lift up on the plane and it's just that freedom as you see the earth you know, go away from you. It's, it's that beautiful feeling of freedom. And so I, I felt like I had a little bit of that. And, and I was able to loosen my grip somewhat on the chair. Uh, and um, I'm just going to carry on with that. Yeah, what I flashed to as you were speaking is uh, part of my resistance is training you know, that I received from family to not feel because I when I was in high school I saw my dog my lifelong pet get hit on the highway and uh, she was older she was blind getting blind or deaf or both and anyway the more I tried to get her to come to me by screaming, the more she ran toward the highway. And uh, we had family coming over, and my cousins and stuff. And I couldn't quit crying. My parents heard me, and they came out. My dad got the dog, and we buried it. And we put a little cross on it because he was trying to help me through it. And my mom just said, quit that crying, we got people coming, you know, and so there's this level of not acceptance of expressing your, what you're feeling, and I just flashed to that, so that's, I thank you, I'll hug the big pink chair myself, <laughs> and let it happen, I just clarity of part of my resistance.
because I always feel better after I cry. <laughs> So I think I'm going to go cry. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Deb. You can cry anytime you want with me. Love you. Sounds like a big breakthrough coming. Elena, I know you've had a breakthrough. Yeah, I had. Yeah, I had one. But I think I already shared. For the healing, childhood rage. Now I'm seeing how it's influencing my family. Seems so that everybody around me is getting in touch with it and I just like, and um, it gives me, now I'm really in the position of being, like I'm an observer. Like right now, my, the, the, my child, Nikolai is usually second one, he's a, he just refused to go to his kung fu training and my husband was in front of him. He was losing his control. He said, like, he was leaning into position, like, going to hit him. And I was there, I said, no, just don't do it. You, you, you will regret it afterwards and it will be worse for you than for him. I was just really, absolutely not in the position, you don't do it. I was like, don't do it. It's just, they didn't, you know. We just took him in the car and they left. And uh, in the past, I was all protective, all trembling almost. And I was like, not, you know, he's not the one, he doesn't hit children, I mean, but he was like really in the position that, you know, don't do it. It's, um, yeah, it's all around me now. I don't think I, I'm completely through with my feelings, but um, because speaking about grief, I think for me, the, the highest and the biggest was this really this anger but underneath is grief so i'm coming in touch with it now as well i found out this afternoon and um, i don't know what it's about and um, i have no problem to feel it but in the past i was i was completely i allowed myself to feel it and then i got completely down and i could never come back like and now i'm I'm looking for the ways to deal with it, like feel it, 
but knowing that this presence is there, which is which will get me out of there, you know. Seems to be the topic of the day today. It's like my breakthrough was seeing that all what I thought, the limits which were around me, essentially all completely in me. You know, there's nobody out there who's holding me from doing things I wanted, and um, yeah. except for myself. But isn't it fantastic that you were able to come to this understanding on your own? It was actually unbelievable because um, there were so many situations which just came all together like to give me the whole picture of what's happening, you know. Since, since I was a really kid, I always dealt with some anger outbursts from people in my family or around me. And I always allowed these uh, situations to stop me, you know. So for me, it was like I couldn't go through it. For me, it was like a wall, you know. And, um, and this time, it was the same, except for... You know, I ask for prayers so many times and I'm sure that this was the, the reason why this time it was different. Because essentially I, I, I started realizing that this voice is inside of me and then, and then I could feel this, the situation from my childhood where it was probably not the first one, but the one where I... Um, I felt so much rage myself, so much anger. And then, and then I just realized that all around me is only, only there to, to bring me in touch with it, to, to help me heal it, you know. And it was a long period, like four weeks, and I was all complete. I mean, I went through stages of even thinking about leaving my, my partner and then and I came to conclusion, but really honest, I mean, you, you read in books or somebody tells you it's one thing, but when you are there and you really realize that it's not him, it's, it's me, you know. And uh, so it was never my grandmother or my, my father, or whatever. That's something which I essentially came here to heal. So I really have this feeling that I came here to heal this long family story of 
of anger, you know, which is running, which was running our lives. You know? And uh, I even thought that uh, I actually always believed that my husband was the one who made me feel this, you know? And uh, I really believed this. And it was a big, big uh, uh, realization for me to see that it's not him and nobody else, you know? Yeah. And it gives me the feeling of freedom. And it's, it wasn't my contract and very strong. Like my intention is to feel free. And I've been repeating it. Welcome back, Dad. How are you feeling now? We don't hear you. We don't hear you, you're muted. Better, but please going, keep going because I'm right there with you. <clears throat> yeah. Me blocking me and yeah, I get that. Yeah. And it was also, it was also like a secret. I could never share it with somebody. I mean, I shared it, but only like episodes and I always blamed him and, uh, um, but I kept it for myself because the whole, which seemed to me a um, disaster of my relationship. I mean, I couldn't even um, communicate it to somebody because I thought it was, um, it had no purpose to speak to somebody about it. And I also felt shame about being actually, um, Although from outside, I could make an impression of being very, like having my life under control and um, being even like independent and so on. But I knew that there is a way to control me and that it is, it's been used many times in our relationship. It's like when this comes up, I knew that I, I give up directly on anything. If the anger comes up, I just, I just, you know, I just agreed with everything basically. So it was kind of imprisonment. So it was like a prison for me, you know? And, um, and it's, I, I really don't know how to express how big it actually is. And I thank you very much for, for giving me this opportunity because now when I speak, I, I come more and more to this realization because it has been all my whole my all my life in the childhood and every time anger and then I just said anything you want but just stop it stop this because I could not feel this I could not go through this and this time it came up and I walked through this and I came in touch with just my own feelings and then I was able to be there when anger came up and I was there and I was like, I was, I had compassion. Real true compassion. And, uh, and I was able to say, yeah, honey, yes, but that, 
that's my decision. You know, just not from position of, not from angry or from position to uh, suppress him or something, but like just, just saying it because it's me. And, uh, and that was it. You know, I did not. Um, so now, and I see now that it's like a little bit, you know, when you when you learn something, then you get tested, you know. And I see that one of my son, he's pressing the buttons. And uh, I know that it's coming again as if, okay, you learned it, so show us. And, um, and that's okay. Yet it's coming because I really know that I learned it. Yeah. There is still, I can he- feel on my uh, body mm, symptoms that there is still part of it that I get triggered and so on. But um, I don't go to this. I don't go to this situation where I felt as if I were burning or something, as if I just, please stop it, you know. I just, I'm just, I'm just there. I can be, yeah, I would, I would say this like that. I think um, on the part, in the past, I was completely involved in this anger. And there was no, the part of observer was complete like that. And now this part is getting bigger. So there is angry part or whatever sad part, but the observer is getting stronger. It's really strong, you know. It's it's it really responds what Lawrence was sharing, you know, that like I I can still I f- I'm still feeling it, but the part which is there, which is observing it and is actually peaceful, is getting really big, you know, and really strong. Yeah. You know what I found out when we share, we actually can, we have more realizations because I just realized that what's happening about this part because I thought, I was like, but you already know it, why you still feel it? And now I realize I feel it, but it's like that, not like that. Another part who came, comes now strong as well, the one who just wants to celebrate, you know. I went out so many times last week, just, you know. And I, I, always, I always resisted to go out with, you know, with my, my, from, with my team at work and so on, because I thought it's going to be either boring or whatever. And I just went out and it was just fun. You know. Yeah. It was just um, 
I want to thank everybody for being with me. As I went to cry, it was helpful, just the little statements that you made. They weren't little, they were huge. And uh, I love your sharing, Elena, because what comes up for me is, as we allow ourselves to feel that we're empowering ourselves to be, live life more fully. That's, that's what we're here for. That's what I've been talking about in my business for years. Unfolding for myself and it's going deeper now. And I appreciate that. And it feels like the celebration is important. And yeah, celebration is the part of the icing. Yeah, the joy. But I do think we're breaking family patterns. We're breaking ancestral patterns of anger, of unexpressed emotions. We're saying, I'm not going to... I'm still not going to believe that way anymore or whatever the line is. I'm not thinking that way anymore. I'm not allowing, not feeling anymore. Oh, thank you both. Thank you so much. Because this has been really large part of my path too. I didn't think emotion was there, but um, gosh, I don't really, it's already five after 10. And um, I want to honor anybody that you know need to go. I don't see anybody leaving, so I'm about to no. go for it, Carla. Well, I didn't even think there was any emotion here. I had no idea until I started talking. But this is both seems like this is my life cycle. That emotions were not only not allowed, but they were not true. However, I felt was not acceptable. Not allowed. It couldn't happen. Stop it. And it's so interesting. This is what I was really thinking about sharing. Is it? It's so much more. I'm just allowing, just allowing, just allowing stuff to let go of my thinking and to allow whatever happens to support me in my healing. I believe that everything that happens is is there is happening to support us, to assist us, to love us. I guess I need to say that. <laughs> 
Um, and I, uh, I, you know, I just something's come up again today that, um, that I know it's for my healing. I know it is for my healing. Someone called me yesterday, two days ago, and needed a place to stay. Today's their last day where they're at. And I'm like, my, my mind said, no. <laughs> my mind said, no. Uh, I'm, but my mouth said, yes. I'm here for you. And so that's not actually them. That's actually me. I'm here for me. And that's what I'm hearing in Elena and in Deb and all are sharing with and Diane that we're here for us. We're here to support us and to love us no matter what seems to happen, what seems to arise. That is not us. And I think that's what I need to hear is me telling you that because I'm really telling me that, that. That I am not the thoughts. I'm not the feelings. They're just coming up for healing for me. And I'm so grateful that we're all here for each other to support each other. And I'm grateful, Deb, that we could be here, I could be here to support you in the, for this time. The gift is not really what I'm giving you. So you're giving me to allow me to be there for you. Probably so much more, but <laughs> thank you. Okay, for all of us to feel. For the world. We're healing it for the world. Right now I'm doing it for myself. And it'll fall out. <laughs> <laughs>
that's an important part about doing it for ourselves, you know. To me, I was like, I had in my process some feelings like, and what about your kids? And what about that? And I think for the first time in my life, I thought I really felt myself like something that more important that what's happening in me is more important than all of this around, you know? And uh, this was a key point, just allowing even time for me and, you know, and really knowing it, I'm doing it for myself and I am, and I am important and I'm worthy of healing, you know? That's part of that. I am worthy. I am. Yeah. I need to do this for myself, to love myself enough to be vulnerable in front of 10 people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and have them respond in a totally different way than my family. That's the healing part. Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's putting on the oxygen mask for yourself first. Like they tell you when you're in the plane. Yeah. Can I share something? Um, I got a call last night from my ex-husband. We've been apart for, I don't know, close to 20 years. And he's nearing the end of his um, first year with AA. And a lot of things came up during this conversation that kind of in line with the conversation that I had with him last night. He, he wanted to meet with me today, and I didn't have time um, to make amends. And I really thought that I was over our relationship. It's been a long time, and I've done a lot of healing. But my gut reaction when he called me was, after 15, 20 years, you're going to call me and make amends and I'm supposed to just stop my day and, and, um, and let him apologize to me. And, and I realized at that point that I had some type of grievance, although it didn't feel strong, but any feeling like that is a grievance, right? And I, I wanted to bring it up now because we talked about, I don't really need to do it for him. I need to do it for me. Yes. And um, a lot of the things... I, I really don't feel anything about it, kind of numb in a sense, but I don't know, it just really shined that light on me just now that it's all about me, not for him. And it's funny because I was on, um, when I went to Salt Lake for the ACIM conference, I got into a car, into a, um, I took a ride with a woman that is actually good friends with Lisa Natoli, and um, she happened to be in AA and she told me that it took a long time for her to go through the program before she was ready to go into a course of miracles. And so I texted her today <coughs> and, um, excuse me. And, um, it just really felt like, because I had been praying for him frequently lately and how he just showed up. And, um, she said that I really did that for healing for myself, not for him. And it's just in line with everything that you're talking about now. So I guess I didn't really feel like I had a breakthrough, but it really is a breakthrough. So right now he's at the my, um, Marlins game with my son, and it's the first time they've been together in a long time. So 
I'd like prayers for all of us surrounded, surrounding us for, it, it's really a healing. I mean, this is, a, this is a man that I've known for 35 years, and if he can get, if he can get clarity and, and the healing that he needs, I think it's going to be beneficial for our whole family, as well as everybody. So thank you for letting me share that. Thank you, Sean. This was so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And it's probably uh, has a lot to do with the work that you've been doing, that he's been able to have his own healing. Yeah, yeah. And that's what, the, what um, Laura had said to me when I texted her this morning. Thank you for reminding me. Because sometimes I don't feel like, I'm as, I don't know what the right wording is, but I'm as hooked into this as everybody else. Maybe, I don't know, but it, it definitely works. <laughs> That's ego too. I'm starting to realize that when I tell myself, well, this is true. This is true. And it's something like that. Unlove, any unloving thought. Any unloving thought. Any unloving thought and so i'm starting to realize that all those thoughts i thought were just oh they're just helping me they're just telling me the truth that they're not it's not the truth and it's ego because you're here still i remember you at, you know it's you're still here we're all the same <laughs> And you know what's interesting, just to add one more thing to the conversation, I really was angry when I, I didn't want to call him back, and I did call him back right away because I feel like, felt like I didn't want it to linger inside of me, that I had to deal with it right then and there. And I really, I mean, we, we've had fights for years and years and years, and we basically haven't talked for the last five years, and he hasn't been very supportive of my son, so I really did hold a lot of anger. But I really, everything that I spoke about, and I took a second to speak, to, to think, to just be guided, I guess. And, and I just came from love. And, and I could see the old patterns starting to rise. But I just took a moment and, and just stayed with it and came from love. And the conversation was so smooth. And at the end, I felt myself telling him, you know, you're a good man. And, and, and just all these he says, oh, my God, I never really expected you to ever say anything like that to me. And I'm like, well, it's the truth. Your, your true essence is love. And, 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 and it really went a long way. I was, I was really surprised. Hmm. Because that discussion could have turned a different direction really easily. My mantra about my husband, uh, thank you, Sean, for, sh for sharing this because you just give me, it's like showing me that this possible because I, my mantra is now, he's changing because I had, my mantra in the past was, he will never change. Never. And it was so strong. And now every time I think it, I just think, he's changing. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you see, and, and now you're sharing this. I mean, this is a man that I've never had a conversation about feelings or anything. It was just really strange, but it was, it was beautiful. Sounds like really, really beautiful healing. But we can't expect anybody to change, I guess. that's We can't have the attachment to it, obviously. No, but 
it's about uh, like opening the space for where change is possible. It's not like I want him to change, but it's like just confirming this because he's changing and that's it. It's just opening the space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this is why I tell Rand that when I think I'm not something or somebody else is not, Jennifer's changing. I know. So I'm changing and we're all one. So if I'm changing and she's changing and all that other stuff, it's not possible. It is not possible that, that anybody, else, anybody else is not changing. We just don't you know, let go of that idea that they should change how we think they should change. So that's what I'm letting go of. Thank you. It is such a beautiful share, Sean. <laughs> Thank you. You know. Yeah. Everybody had beautiful shares that really um made me want to talk about that. Because sometimes I feel numb, you know, but I it's kind of it's I had some happy tears this morning. Mm-hmm. More celebrating. Absolutely. So I must get back to work, but um, I don't know if we're going to wrap it up or if you guys are going to continue, but I'm going to go. My heart is happy for everybody. I just want a big, big hugs through the screen. <laughs> Thank well, you. Well, let's, let's, can you, can you wait just two minutes? We'll just sure. hurry out. Absolutely. And, and say. I just want to interrupt if you guys are. Right. I, I didn't know how long this recording will go on. I think it'll go on for two hours, but I don't know. It's like an hour and 23 minutes. So um, I just want to put have everybody to get it. And you be included, Sean, is everybody wants to put out a prayer request or an intention or something that feels so healing because this whole time together has felt so healing. I just want to remove all the blocks to love. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. My prayer request is that we all can find joy and celebrate the possibilities of our lives. My prayer request is to open more to love and truth. My prayer request is to know more God. Yes. (laughs) My prayer request is to let go of attachments today. Mine is to be fully present. And mine is to build more trust. 
Mine is to feel joy. I think mine is to love myself. Love myself no matter what. Love myself free. Yes. Is that everybody? I don't want to miss anybody. I think I, is everybody back. Elena? I didn't get Elena. Okay. Uh, hi. Yeah, just, just, yeah, mine will be like yours, Liz. To know more God. That seems like the answer, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm, more God, more good. Love that shirt. Short yeah. Is anybody interested in <clears throat> expressing God by praying out? I will. Nobody else wants to. Oh, with my hand on my heart and that deep breath of love and gratitude. So grateful for this amazing for the heart-to-heart love and connection that we feel. For the beautiful way that we love and support each other. for the ways that we are open to loving ourselves. Grateful for the ways that we are seeing, hearing, knowing God more and more. Grateful for our willingness and dedication and devotion to shining the light on any blocks to love, on any attachment, on any opinions or judgments. I declare that they are gone right now in this moment. I'm grateful for the company of heaven that assists us in doing the work that we are doing for ourselves and for the world. Grateful for our teacher and our community and our families and friends and grateful we get to share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you, Linda. Love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Big hugs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.